Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. This is a Rogue Media Network podcast. special episode for you today. I have an interview from 2021 with the Girl Camper founder, Janine Pettit. And if you don't know about Girl Camper or you don't know Janine, just hold on to your hats and sit down and enjoy. This is such a fun interview. I went to her Girl Camperie in Burnett, Texas, and there were hundreds of women in their trailers of all different sizes. And she had all kinds of camper activities. And she runs these sort of things all over the country. She has scouts that do this, these guides. And she was there and I got a chance at the end of the rally. I was, uh, I had my Imagine trailer at the time. And at the end of the rally, I got a chance to grab her and sit down with her and do the interview. And you'll hear in the interview, um, other ladies pulling out, hitching up and pulling out as we're talking about what it is to be a girl camper and all of the things. And Girl Camper um, started as a blog that turned into a beautiful magazine and really just a phenomenon bringing women campers of all ages all over the country together. And it's all due to this one woman. So super excited that I still had this footage and um, I'm excited to share it with you. So sit back, relax, and uh, enjoy. Finally. Yes, here we are. <laughs> here we are. We've had so much fun. Oh, my gosh. It's been amazing, it's Janine. Been so um, for everyone who doesn't know Janine Pettit, she is the force majeure behind <laughs> Girl Camper. And yes, and what started as a podcast, which is now a magazine, which I, I love magazines. Oh, thank so that you. Is, that made me so happy. But I kind of wanted to take a moment because I've heard a lot of your interviews and you talk about what you're doing now and it's mm -hmm. like amazing how big it's grown. Yeah. I would love to kind of step back in time and do a little retrospective okay. on what it was like, like what got you to start this whole thing in the first place. And mm -hmm. I, I think I had read somewhere that you had done it like later in life, like after the kids were gone yeah. and all of a sudden you yeah. were like, it's time. Well, going back, back, I grew up in a camping family and I've always loved camping. And then I married a guy who inherited a little beach house down in Cape May, New Jersey, and they don't blend. Like you only get to use that house like 12 weeks a year. And my husband always works six days a week. It just never sure. worked out for us. And 
I always used to try to get my husband to go camping. And then I found out that there were women out here doing it by themselves. And I just said, oh my gosh, I'm, I'm, I got to do this. And when I showed this article to my husband, he said, where do I sign the check? Like, you're never going to ask me to go camping again. So I bought this little vintage trailer and I started camping like five times a year, two times in the spring and maybe three in the fall with just the girlfriends, you know? Mm -hmm. And because I grew up in a camping family and because I was towing our family pop-up on the station wagon with the wood on the uh, side yes, uh, yes. when I was 16 years old, drove my parents' motor home from New Jersey to Chicago when I was 19. Wow. I had no fear of, mm -hmm. of towing, of driving. But I had a dad who taught me every step of the way. So I had a lot of knowledge about what to do and what not to do. And I would get to the campground and I would see women pull in with this little tiny tow vehicle and this big giant trailer and bicycle chains. Like, and I would go, wait a minute, wait a minute. We want you to have fun, but we need you to be safe. So I started a little blog, like just telling women about what we're doing and how much fun we're having. But here's something you should know. And so it really started out as a desire to help women understand sure. you know we don't want to have egg on our face when it comes to something like this you could really hurt yourself so I started out just me teaching safety that's awesome and I'm sure it came from a more approachable place because mm -hmm. it's like it is um it, it is intimidating mm -hmm. I think most of the women I talk to um hitching is like mm -hmm. super scary and so if they're not solo they're usually the husband will do that that mm -hmm. job right and there's nothing wrong with that but I really feel like every woman should be comfortable with this. Every woman should, like... They should know it themselves. Yes. And I've had so many women write to me, Heather, and say, Oh, Janine, you know, my husband had an appendicitis attack. He ended up in the ER. He had emergency surgery in Joplin. And we live in St. Louis. And I drove the trailer home because I had never done it before. But I listened to the podcast and I just knew and he was riding shotgun and why didn't I ever learn this before? Yeah, it's a good thing to know. It really is. And it's really so I mean, we'll flat flash forward for just a moment. Mm -hmm. we were at the Girl Camper Campery event that is in Big Chief in Burnett, Texas. Mm -hmm. And um, it was so empowering to see all of these women mm -hmm. towing their trailers, like almost a hundred women towing yeah. their trailers into the camp. And it just, you and don't really know I what that feels like until you see Yes, that. and Heather, what was so exciting this time is we did a show of hands, you know, how many people are out here for the first time? We're watching this girl hook up right across yes, from us yes. in her Imagine. She bought it in December and this is her first solo trip. Man, she's got her checklist. She is working it. And she's doing great. So there were so many women this time. It was their first time out by themselves. And mm -hmm. we have a little hat at Girl Camper that says, tow like a girl. <laughs> and usually we yeah. send those out to our towers, you know, because it is. It's intimidating. But I always say when you pull up here at the campground, don't worry. Because there's always some other woman who's going to come over and help you. Make sure you don't miss any steps. And there's always help. There campers is. are such friendly people they are and i have to say as well i'm always encouraging um people that yeah there's always help but try to do as much as you can yourself mm -hmm. because that's how you build your confidence like mm -hmm. it may take an hour to hitch it's mm -hmm. okay no mm -hmm. one is judging you and no one gets it perfect every time mm -hmm. so like i'm always like a fan of like kind of strength through struggle yeah and i really believe that like that's 
it's important to just keep going, keep trying. It takes patience. It takes and perseverance. And even seasoned people you know? can, you yeah. know, make a mistake. I was rolling down the road about a month ago, and the people next to me were honking and honking and pointing at my car. And I thought, oh, God, you know, <laughs> my, my trailer, my cargo door was open. Right. right. Yeah. yeah. So I probably slammed it. It didn't go all the way closed. So I did my walk around, and it looked closed. But then the wind got it, and, you know. Yep. There's always something. Yeah. And listen, if they're all that minor, that's great. Yes. Uh, okay. So you went, let's go back. So you had the podcast or mm-hmm. uh, the blog, sorry. Yeah. And then the blog grew. Yeah. Um, and how did that, how did that all happen? Like, how did people find you? So like- for me, I was really blessed because the powers that be at Go RVing found me. So nice. Go RVing is the marketing arm of the RV industry. And I was a Go RVing stalker. I mean, I used to look at their site and go, how could I get them to hire me? I just want to work for them. They look like so much fun because I love not just camping and RVing, uh, but I love the whole industry. Mm -hmm. I grew up in the Midwest. My family's from Elkhart, Indiana. That's like, you know, the mothership to me, you know? And so I remember going back and forth when we were kids and my dad would always point out all the campers and the, you know, the RVs and the parking lots in Elkhart. And one of the women, her name is Courtney Roby from Go RVing, saw me speaking at an event and she came over and said, who, who are you? And in Go RVing recognized that they were not addressing the solo woman traveler. Interesting. Like, so the oh. demographics in the RV world tend to be retired men and women, kids, empty nesters. They're heading out for that American dream, going to take that big classic cross country road trip. And then it's families. Like, this is a great thing to do with young kids, keep sure. them engaged and active and off the tablets, you know. But that's who all the marketing dollars kind of went to. Mm. So someone from Go RVing found me, Courtney, and she said, would you write a blog for us? I couldn't believe it. I went home and said to my husband, I didn't care if they paid me or anything, but they did. And I wrote four blogs for them. And then the following year, I got an email from them and said, would you write 10 for us this year? Wow. And now, now I'm an ambassador for Go RVing. There she goes, there she all goes, by yourself. We're so proud of you. Yes. <laughs> Looks great. Yeah. Oh my gosh. It just thrills me to no end to see a woman pull out like that. But anyway, so now I'm an ambassador for Go RV. I've been working with them for like six years. So that was a big kind of door opener for me. And someone approached me after that and said, Hey, have you ever considered doing a podcast? Mm-hmm. And I literally said, What's a podcast? Right. <laughs> What's a-? And, and then they said, You know, basically a weekly radio show and I thought every week that's like a homework assignment it is you know <laughs> yes. and I just thought for the kid doing her homework Sunday night at 10 30 I don't know if this is the thing for me but you know what I did I got out a piece of paper and I wrote down 20 things and I thought okay I got 20 mm-hmm. things to talk about and, and then I just realized the topics are endless and once I understood interiorly that you know there's so much to learn here and share there is. Then I wasn't afraid of it anymore. And so we have 220 Girl Camper podcast episodes. and It's amazing. It's- and we've been on sabbatical a year because of the magazine, but we're coming back in May. The podcast is coming back. Excellent. But, yeah. you know, I've been listening to some of the back uh, back episodes, and it, they're all still really relevant. I mean, You know, those are my favorite, Heather. Yeah. They're evergreen because when I started the podcast, what I was really doing in the beginning of the podcast, and we're going to go back to our roots with the podcast in May, is refresh those older ones about 
overcoming that fear of towing, overcoming the fear of hitching, overcoming the fear of being at the campground by yourself. Mm -hmm. That was a freaky thing for me because I usually camp with 20 women. I remember the first time I was on my way to something and I had to stay overnight. There was no girlfriends at the campground. and That could be really scary. Yeah, yeah. now it's nothing to me now. and I prefer it. Like, yeah. like it's my rest night before the gang. But really those podcasts um, about how to, how to book a reservation, how to get the best site, you know, what to be wary of. And that's, you just reminded me, one of them you were talking about, I forget where you were at, but um, you're talking about like you kind of assessing the scene and you notice some guys and a truck. Oh, yeah. Can buy, you that know. was down in Gonzales, Texas. Yeah. yeah. And and it's, it is so important to trust your gut. There mm -hmm. have definitely been times when I have unhitched and then rehitched mm -hmm. because I did not feel right. safe. And I was like, I don't care. And After driving be, all day, yeah. and I've been like, nope, this isn't yeah. it. I, I've go. done it. I've done it. You and know. you just trust your gut. I'd rather be in a Walmart parking lot under the big lights than to be in some remote place where... I'm just getting Where, And if there's no self-service, it's even yeah. scarier. Like, and, yeah. and there wasn't here. And you know what? I've been doing this for 15 years. And I would say three times that has happened to me. Mm -hmm. It's very rare. And maybe there was no danger. But here's the thing. You're not going to sleep well. Nope. You're going to be looking and listening all night long. So you might as well just go someplace where you can sleep well. Yeah. In my case, it was in the uh, middle of nowhere, Georgia. And... Um, I swear I heard the ding, 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 ding. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know, I know. So I was like, oh, and I then your mind starts playing on you like, wait <laughs> yes, a minute. Yes, yes, yeah. yes. Yeah, but I have to say, though, um, it's important to trust your gut. And But I liked also that you talked, you did a talk about fears, how you know, mm -hmm. yeah, it's not always reality. Yeah. Um, and sometimes you just learn to know when to kind of face your fears or push through them. Right. Versus... No, it's go time. No, I need to. And there's an acronym I really like, and it's false evidence appearing real. Yes. So each of us carries fears with us from childhood. Like, I'm still terrified of tornadoes, okay? I grew up in the Midwest. I remember when my mom and dad used to wake us up in the middle of the night and bring us down to the basement, and the sirens were all going off. To this day, I hear a tornado siren or the television starts beeping. I get chills up and down. I... So we all carry this stuff with us. And so that's the false evidence. Like maybe there is no danger, but it's innate in us. So like sometimes you can sit back and you go, is this real or is this my stuff and my imagining? So try to separate those things. But I agree with you. Just just trust your gut. And, yeah. um, and if you're not comfortable, then leave. Yeah, just hitch up and move on. And I mean, the... The thing is, there's plenty of places to stay. It's mm -hmm. not always easy. Right. Because, I mean, it's a little bit more difficult now to get reservations because mm -hmm. there's so many people yeah. out there. Right. Um, but um, but yeah, I think that there's always an alternative. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, yeah, I just went through the tornado thing in Alabama where, in fact, mm -hmm. we were all at the shelter at the RV place and we saw a funnel cloud form and then break up across oh the road. And being that now I'm full time and like yeah. everything I have is in here, I was just like, Your whole life is in there. My anxiety level is so much higher. Right storms now so. and I, I i i think i did a podcast on this I, I don't know there's 220 but i i think we did a podcast on this once and that is really watching the weather some people are very cavalier about it i am not um if you're in that bad weather you want to know before you go to bed that night where that shelter is it happened to us here on tuesday night there's a big line of thunderstorms yep. there possibility of tornadic activity I knew where I was going, mm -hmm. you know, yep. and um, 
and you know often it all breaks up and goes around you or it's a bad thunderstorm but you really have to pay attention have an exit plan know where you're going maybe and... have a go bag mm -hmm. um that's what i've been trying to put together like mm -hmm. i have a little bag of dotty's food and water and mm -hmm. just like things that we might need a battery mm -hmm. charger for our phone mm -hmm. just something like that just to be prepared we were camping in tennessee once down in pigeon forge so much fun down there at a chili cook-off like 50 of us and the campground owners came around at two in the morning with the foghorn, the big blare, everybody up to the shelter, every, because an hour west, there were tornadoes on the ground. Man, I grabbed my bag, my pillow, we were in that shelter. There were people watching their radar who weren't gonna come over until it got closer. And I'm like, hell no, I'm getting a good spot in the shelter. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Oh yeah, no, I, no, don't play with nature. They'll, it, she'll always win. Yes, absolutely. Okay, so let's go back to, so you've got the podcast, and then at what point did you say, I really want a magazine? <laughs> <laughs> oh, the magazine, you know, it's, and let me just say, while you're thinking of this, yeah. this magazine, the quality and just the content is amazing. I oh, mean, first of you. all, yeah, I love magazines. I'm I a magazine too. fan. Um, and a lot of times, like, I'll, like, pull out, um, I have journals where I'll pull out mm. images and magazines that'll just remind me of, like, I don't know things it's inspiration, inspiration. Yeah. yeah keep mm -hmm. your inspiration yep. board this is yeah. why i'm doing it you know yeah and um and so yeah there's definitely all of the the layout the illustrations everything is yeah. just so nice and yeah well i like you heather i am a magazine nut and i save magazines it drives my husband nuts but i have weeded them down and um i i love beauty i really love beauty and it's soothing to me. I love aesthetics. Um, my husband always says my wife would make a home out of a cardboard box. I, I'm sure I would paint little windows on it with magic markers. <laughs> I, I, I want to be comfortable wherever I am. And I, I'm so inspired by other people's journeys and things that they're doing. So what happened with the magazine is we had... Um, all these travel plans for the winter of 2020 right and then everything kind of got canceled in march and this was the first time in years that my travel schedule was open in the winter because in the winter i'm usually every other weekend talking at an rv show and suddenly i had the like four months in front of me and i thought i was going to do like a single issue like a one-off like let's do a girl camper version I don't know where that switched into let's do a seasonal, but I love how it is broken up into our summer, fall, winter, spring yes. issues because each season in its own in camping has so much to offer, right? So it was kind of what I did on my COVID vacation, right? Like we felt like um, Spanky and our gang putting on a show in the basement. All I know about magazines is that I love them. But you know, like you look at something and go, I know how to, if I had a magazine, I would do this. And I would stand in Barnes and Noble and stare at the magazine rack and think to myself, how can there be 10 different kind of magazines on backyard chickens and there's no camping magazine? Yeah. You really, they say you write the book you wanted to read. I created the magazine I wanted to buy. And I love it. I love it Thank so much, you. especially as a female camper. I feel like, mm -hmm. I feel like outdoors in general has always been sort of male oriented. Mm -hmm. And so it's just so refreshing to see like, yeah, I want to read about window treatments and people going, yeah. taking their trailer from factory to fabulous. Yes, like, so, yes. you know, I mean, I love all of this. And things. when we sat down and we talked about the editorial, like we knew we wanted great photography. We knew we wanted a really heavyweight paper. It's a niche magazine. It it's is. not a, Thin, flimsy. We wanted people to save them like a coffee table book. Mm -hmm. 
But for us, the editorial was so important. So we're covering um, Girl Camper Choice. What are our girls riding out there? And then we usually cover five different RVs. In our inaugural issue, we had reimagining the toy hauler. Like right. the toy hauler isn't for people with just, you know, just quads to put in the back. We always do safety. We have Mark Polk come on and talk about, you know, RV batteries. So it's very educational and inspirational. And that's what we always want to do at Girl Camper. Our motto is to inform, inspire, and lead. That's awesome. Have you thought about going into any other media uh, forms? I can't. I Well, it's always back there, and mm -hmm. we've had people approach us. But right now, our focus is on making the magazine as good as it can be. Awesome. You know, like, you cannot spread yourself so thin that you're doing everything at like 65%. Um, we're yeah. really focused on building up that magazine, building up our subscribers. It says Girl Camper on it, but everybody writes and says their husband and boyfriend love the magazine. My dad read it cover to cover. It's really a camping magazine and we just want to keep making it better and maybe down the line we'll do something I video, but we'll see. I love that. Okay, so over the tr the arc of this whole journey that mm -hmm. you've taken with Girl Camper, mm -hmm. are there any moments um, like that surprised you, or any moments that like um, were just kind of I don't know that you didn't expect? You know what I didn't expect, and and I've learned so many life lessons in this whole thing. So my lesson with Girl Camper is don't think everybody thinks like you. Mm. So I grew up in this very can-do family where you just jump in the deep end and get yourself to the side, however, doggy paddle, like, like whatever. Yeah. If you look like you're going to drown, someone will throw you a line. But in our family, it was learn as you go. And, and you're one of like nine children, right? Seven. Seven. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So. And so very can-do. Like, mm -hmm. I don't think we ever had a serviceman in our house. My dad fixed everything, you know, and my mom made every meal from scratch. She's a fantastic cook. And we just grew up in a very can-do family. And I at first approached it like, this is how you do it, you know? But I didn't realize that people didn't have that interior faith and belief in themselves. And I think for women, the first thing we need to do, we do inspire them. Just when they see us out here, they go, oh my gosh, I wanna do that. But then the next step for me is to give them a way to do it. And sometimes that first step is not, this is how you hitch up, but it's okay to do things for yourself. Oh, yeah. So I think the first lesson for a lot of women is giving them permission to have some fun, to be out there, to not be everybody's caretaker at every moment, and to practice a little self-care themselves. So, And self-care is not selfish. Self-care is not selfish. So a lot of time it's like, oh, like even my best friend, Carol, I'm, Carol and I joke about this all the time. She camped everywhere with me for like 10 years. And then her kids got married and she had a couple grandbabies and she stopped camping in case her kids called her and they needed her to babysit. Oh, no. And I'm like, Carol, look, you can still set one month, uh, one weekend a month aside and the kids will know mom, mom's not available this, you know, like, yes. It took her two years, and then she said, what was I thinking? You know, well, she was enjoying those babies, but you can still enjoy them all that time. So a lot of people didn't grow up in a family where they had permission to do things for themselves, and they didn't grow up in a, an environment where it's okay to chase a dream. Mm. And they were told, you can't do that. 
So they were really put down, mm-hmm. not on purpose, just because honestly, some, you hear those stories around the campfire. Some people just grew up in a family where their parents were saying, don't do that because they were afraid for their safety. They, they didn't want to worry about them, you know? And, and some people just grew up in a family where they didn't get encouragement, you know? So to me, the thing is like first helping women develop belief in themselves. Yes. Absolutely. And they I have think, to have that before they can start hitching and towing. Absolutely. And I think that that's such an important just lesson in our culture. You know, I think that mm-hmm. we're still so programmed that we're not whole unless we have our counterpart there. Right. And like, I feel like you can be just as whole in yourself. Oh. And then you have even more yeah. to add to when you have a counterpart. It is. And, you know, I have four children, two sons, both married, two single daughters. And my my oldest daughter is 36 and she's single and unattached. And she's like, Mom, I have such a great life. I have great friends and I have a, a job I love and I have my book club and I do all these things. And she doesn't feel like she's missing an element of her life she's just living her life and if someday she meets someone she does and if she doesn't but she isn't walking around every day like i forgot to get married yeah (laughs) that's what's wrong with me nothing's wrong with her she is out there and and heather i love this because look at these women here we all walk around with this plan whether we want to or not we like to think that we're letting life unfold but not we're all running a plan in the back Mm -hmm. of our head and when life doesn't go as planned, it really throws people into a tailspin. I've met hundreds of women over the years who have said, well, my husband and I were going to retire and then we were going to go cross country. Another girl going by here. <laughs> there goes her little R-Pod. Yes. Happy trails. Uh. I can come give you a quick hug. We're kind of. <laughs> She's going to edit, right? Yeah. Yes, I will edit. Okay. That's okay. We love this because the girls are going by in their individual trailers, and everybody wants to say goodbye and give a hug and tell you how much fun they had. So, as we're sitting here, the girls are going by. So now we've got an R-Pod going by, and she's named it Ride the Road. And she's got big, happy flowers all over it. It's just so, so sweet. There she goes. I kept everybody entertained while okay, you were good, going. Good. So I might not even need to edit. Perfect. She's back. She's back. Happy trails. Thank you for coming. It was so much fun, right? Yes. Oh, my gosh. It, it helps us I, all when we're leaving yes. to have our next event in the hopper. So it makes it easier to Everyone to is like... Which event are you going to go to next? Yeah, you know, yes, it is. Yeah, it so, is amazing. There she goes, um, sweet as can be. Yes, a cute R pod. Makes me miss my R pod just a little bit. But. <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're a great girl camper trailer. They really yeah, are. Yeah. So, um, but okay. So, yes, going back to the whole planning and yeah, and this is what flipping dreams came out of. It came out of that mm-hmm. bathroom floor moment. Of yeah, things are not have not worked <laughs> it's not out. It's not going the way. Yeah, no, it is. This is not the dream. This is not yeah. the plan. But you have to figure out how to be, I mean, people think 
resiliency just you're born with it you're not you mm -hmm. learn it you mm -hmm. it's a it's a muscle that you flex over time you don't know what you're made of until you're put to the test exactly yeah and i feel like yeah camping is such a great metaphor for that like trailering is such a great metaphor mm -hmm. for that because i think that you know you don't know what you're capable of until you just try well we all have this like heavy load right we have this stuff and i think of it when we're towing like okay i got the heavy load but i'm in the driver's seat Mm -hmm. I get to go and somebody had a sticker and said I go where I'm towed and, and I just love that but for women who you know had that bathroom floor moment the husband passed away now what I'm gonna do I met this woman at an RV show and she came up to me and she listened to my talk and she said this that you know we were supposed to go my husband dropped dead six weeks ago she was so raw it was all brand new and I said to her you, I, I know you can't think about it, right? She's in triage. But I said, I, I gave her my phone number. And I said, you call me anytime because when you get over this hump, mm -hmm. I'm going to help you. And she called me like three weeks later and she said, I got to get over the hump now because I got to have something to do, yes. you know? So I helped her just talk to her about what was doable, what was manageable. Maybe we're not having the big class A now because I don't want to deal with that. She got herself a little um, teardrop trailer. Her kids were going nuts. They thought she was crazy. Anyway, she ordered it. She got it. And I talked to her a couple times. I ran into her in a campground like a year ago. This all happened five years ago. I ran into her at a campground. The back of her trailer had a hundred stickers on oh, it. Oh, that's so neat. Yes. I, I said, Patty! And we ran over and hugged, and she said, you do not know where I have been. She said, if I didn't go to your talk that day, I don't know what I'd be doing. Mm. So she created a new life for herself. It's not the life she wanted, but she is happy. Yes. You know? I find that a lot of the interviews I've had with people over the the first and the second season of Quilting Dreams has been, you know, people, you, you're not always sure of the destination. Like, you just mm -hmm. know you have to pivot. You know, you, mm -hmm. you it's like a survival instinct mm -hmm. and you know you need to move forward. And sometimes it's in, it's in taking that action mm -hmm. where you're met. And I feel like at that point, like then down the road, you just keep walking, keep moving, keep doing it. Yeah. And then down the road, you look back and you're like, oh, wait a second. Yeah. I've created this life and it's maybe it's not what I ever yeah. thought I'd be doing, but I'm happy. You do. And, and you, I do really believe in this thing, like step out in faith. You don't have to know what direction. Just take that first step. Yes. And it'll be amazing how people come into your path. And, oh, you know, absolutely. I do believe God has a plan for people. And that if you ask him, he will send you help. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Oh, yes. There's lots of angels. I've had mm -hmm. lots of angels uh, that have oh, yeah. come in my path that I've just been like, oh, okay. Yeah. 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 Surprise. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's really interesting, too, because a lot of, like, flipping dreams for me uh, was, like, it's never too late. It's never mm -hmm. too late to make these changes. And I you're a young Well, yeah. I mean, I'm in my 40s, but I am the youngest yeah. of this group, I think, yes. that was here. So um, I think that it was so... I mean, I just thought my first journal when I landed here mm -hmm. was like, I am so amazed and like full of respect and admiration mm -hmm. for these ladies. Yeah. Like, I just thought, right. you know, because I Especially hear, Heather, because you're in your 40s and you have less fear. So as we I age. I still have a lot of fear. <laughs> <laughs> as we age though, there is, we, we have less confidence in our physical ability, yes. you know, and, and then we have a lot more people telling us you can't do it and yes. people your age shouldn't do it. So I really I, admire these women for that reason. Yeah. They're not letting themselves be held down by 
kids who are don't want to worry about them and yeah and i think also like going back to where like outdoor stuff is usually like you know kind of a male driven thing mm-hmm. it's also a youth driven thing mm-hmm. you don't get to see pictures of people in, you know in their 40s plus and up that yeah. are doing these things because and and i feel like that kind of leads people if they don't have that role model then they end up feeling like i can't i feel that's so important with girl camper too i think we're speaking to a demographic that is ignored in the media world yes. like that but it's, it's also the demographic that probably has the most money to oh they spend. have they have the disposable <laughs> income yes. but look at rei look at yeah. uh, you know look at all of the outdoor retailers and marketers and manufacturers you look at their catalogs yeah. it's not girl campers it's not 55 and up oh no yeah and so um but you get out here and our women are the women who have the dollars to spend yes. and, and the um, time mm-hmm. and the interest. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it is really amazing. And I, I think that's one of the things when I would talk to people and that's one of the things I always want to say to anyone listening that um, if, first of all, can't shouldn't be a word in your vocabulary. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. But, but also like this idea, you know, I hear so many times from people where they're like, Oh, it's, I'm too old. Mm-hmm. It's too late for that. That ship it's sailed. Too, yeah. Yep, all of that. And it's like, well, what are you going to do with your life? You're just going to wait to die? Well, that right. sounds horrible. I mean, yes. why not go do why? something different and fun? So you oh, can gosh. sit at home watching on, on Netflix, somebody else living their life, or you can get up and, and do it yourself. And here's the interesting thing about Girl Camper, and we say this all the time, there's no wrong way to camp like a girl. Mm-hmm. So maybe you're retired or you're widowed and you live in a condo and you're never going to own an RV. You, it just, there's no space in your life for it. Sure. Maybe you only want to do this two weekends a year with a friend. So you can rent an RV from Outdoorsy and just go. You can find a campground that has cabins and rent a cabin. Or an Airstream. There, there are now campgrounds that have Airstreams. That yeah. You can, that you you can, can buy yourself a $20 pop-up tent and just go. Mm-hmm. You know, so you don't have to have some beautiful tricked out trailer and a great tow vehicle. There's a way for everybody to participate. And I think, and I, I totally agree with that. And I think also that part of why we do this is not only to, um, I don't know, explore new things mm-hmm. uh, and, and find out our strengths and, mm-hmm. and, and experience something new, but it's also nature. Like it is. Nature is so healing and so amazing. And I feel like it's a tonic, right? It is. And especially with everything that's gone on this last year mm-hmm. um, plus. Get outside. Yeah. Get outside. Go go climb a tree look at a tree whatever because it makes a difference it's good to challenge yourself too and i did what i'm now thinking was kind of a dumb thing i signed up to do the whole length of the colorado river so i am rafting the entire grand canyon this summer oh my gosh tip to top top to bottom and we're going to be down in that canyon eight days no wi-fi sleeping on the sand apparently it's going to be 114 during the day it's going to drop down to 98 at night though so no worries the rocks are so hot people have to wear gloves to 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 climb up to see a view oh my gosh and my husband thinks i've lost it and i kind of think i did too but (laughs) there's part of me that says i'm not going you know, peacefully into the night. I'm going to just, you know, be one of those people who slides into home base filthy dirty. Yes, but you made it. You made it. So like we we have to keep challenging ourselves. This is going to be a real big comfort challenge to me because I've got my memory foam and my, you know, the high thread count sheets and my comforters and I love bedtime and pillows. So 
This is a thin sleeping mat, and apparently one of the women told me you have to bring a Turkish towel, a collapsible bucket, you fill it up at the river, put it next to your bed, put your Turkish towel in there, lay the wet blanket on top of you at night, and then it, it, every two hours you have to get up and re-dunk it. <laughs> oh my gosh, that sounds horrible. So, so this ought to be... Buy another... We're almost done, if you want to wait. Okay. Hang on. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. That yeah, so like everyone's stopping by. Yeah. yeah, so that that we we've got fifteen girl campers going and and there's oh no potty gosh. too. There's just a honey bucket up top and oh my no gosh. tent around it. So any it's gonna challenge every one of my comfort levels, but it, I'm doing it. And it I think that that is one of the take-home things for me with this whole experience because I had never, I did not grow up in a camping family. Mm -hmm. I did never trailered, never towed mm -hmm. anything, but my brother started talking me into this last year and then oh, now God. I became, oh. now I'm addicted. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> She's like, stop, don't stop petting me. Yes, exactly. Uh, well, good for you because that's great. But I love the, the idea of challenging yourself and I think that, you know, there, there's something about that pushing out of your. It's okay to be uncomfortable mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. because that's where the life Growth is. is. Like, and if, if something there, I read somewhere, it's like if you're not afraid of something, you're doing it wrong. You're, yeah, you're not living. <laughs> yeah, like, there's got to be something yeah. that kind of terrifies you a little bit, but then you're like excited, mm. and then once you get on the other yeah. side, you're like, that was amazing. Heather, I was talking to someone about this the other day. I used to be terrified to fly. Now I'm not terrified to fly, and I'm going to fly to this thing that is going to further terrify me. You know, but but yes, I don't know. After do after it. I do this, I'm probably going to have to jump out of a plane or something. Oh, you know, oh like so parachute well, or something. That will be a future episode. Hopefully. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yes. yeah so. Well, thank you so much. I mean, I have to say, on behalf of like myself and all of the other girl campers, we really appreciate your uh, leadership, your oh, vision. Thank you. And I hope that it just continues to grow in like in the healthy way that it is. And it, yeah. where it's very inclusive and that everyone is mm -hmm. just really helpful and there for each other. Aww, and thank yeah, you. It, it's amazing. We say that there's a place around the campfire for everybody and there is no wrong way to camp like a girl. We want everyone to know that Girl Camper is a non-membership. Um, there's no fees to belong to Girl Camper. We do charge you $10 to see our activities because we have to know that you are who you say you are. Yes. We can't have someone's crazy husband pretending to be <laughs> to be a Girl Camper and, and getting in and see where we are. Yes. But there, there's no membership fee. We want everybody to come along and just join us around the campfire. That's so amazing. Well, you can find Janine and all of mm -hmm. her Girl Campers at girlcamper.com where you can find out about the magazine. Mm -hmm. um, her podcast is available, I think, in all the players. Yes, and uh, we have our Girl Camper guides all over the country. We've had eight of our Girl Camper guides here this weekend. Yes. So, And if you're interested in being a guide, reach out. Reach out. Yeah. You know, contact at Girl Camper. We just took on 10 new guides, and we're in no hurry to fill the map. We're very picky about who we choose to mentor other women. So we're getting there. Hopefully we have one near you, but we're a travel group, so... Come to Texas, where we got a lot of them. That's it. That's it. <laughs> Heather, thank you for having thank me. Thank you this so has much. Been for so much. I'm yeah. so glad you came. Yes, and oh, I me love too. your rig. Oh, thank you. Me too. Gorgeous. <laughs> Put you. it on my list. Yes. Yeah. Tell you.